Hello and welcome. We are at the Ridge Motorsport Park in Shelton, Washington. It's just Kelly and I today. We have come to watch one of the most ridiculous races in all of motorsport. It's called the 24 Hours of Lemons. Uh, astute listeners will recognize this. I talked about joining this year and having a team. That did not happen, so Kelly and I are just here doing reconnaissance for next year. Uh, Kelly, we are staying in the pit lane. What do you see with your eagle eyes? I see all kinds of busted up vehicles. They're great. I got one over here with the uh, Rebel Alliance symbol from Star Wars. It's got a bunch of at-ats on the back of it like it's taking them down, you know? And it is a silver MR2 just like my old car. I'm actually wondering if it could be my car, actually. It's possible, yeah. I see a busted-ass Alfa Romeo over there with a good paint job. That's not going to last. No, I'm really looking forward to that one getting beat up, actually. We're standing next to God knows what, but it has fake turbo. Uh, it looks like a Ford Probe. It has fake, like, thruster fire out the back. <laughs> it's. I, I wonder if that's going to ruin its drag. I don't know. I mean, I think the wing on the back is probably going to do a better job of that. Yeah, what is that? It looks like they took siding off a building and, like, wrapped it around an airfoil shape. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. But it looks adjustable. That's the weird thing. It's got a rod that's attached to the back of the car. Except it's, it's, it's creating lift instead of downforce. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, I haven't noticed that, actually. <laughs> and I'm, I'm cute. I'm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, this guy wants more oversteer. Uh, we will be giving you regular updates throughout the race. It should be starting in about 30 minutes. And I am sure there's going to be tons of action. So stay tuned till then. All right, Kel, I feel like we should uh, inform the, the listeners exactly what happens at the 24 Hours of Lemons. Uh, one of the big, actually, the, the single defining feature is that every car in this race has to be $500 or less to buy and to upgrade. So that doesn't include things like safety gear, a, a harness, a roll cage, fire extinguisher, things like that aren't counted in that total for obvious legal reasons. But the car, any upgrades, tires, all that stuff, you need to be able to buy for $500 and uh, it makes the grid really quite ridiculous. Uh, one of the things they do on Friday during scrutineering is they assess a bullshit factor to every car. So if you come in here with some kind of sweet Corvette claiming that you got it for $500, the race officials will call BS on you and assign you one lap deduction for every $5 over 500 they thought you spent. <laughs> so you could actually start this race here in a few minutes, negative 85 laps because you went over your budget. How do you feel about that, Kel? I feel like the Alfa Romeo may have gone over, but I'm, it's hard to say. The Alfa, there's two Mustangs that both look really, really good, far nicer than they probably should. In fact, that's another thing I should point out. This race isn't really fair to anybody. Uh, at the end of the first day, all of the other competitors, everybody's allowed to put in an entry, a vote, for what car they think needs to be punished the most, either because it's too nice, too fast, too competitive. And so overnight, they will basically destroy the car. Uh, I mean, it'll still be movable and runnable, but it'll you know, be cut in half or something like that. So <laughs> I'm thinking those two Mustangs might be in peril. Kelly, what's your favorite car other than the MR2? I'm kind of digging the, uh, the Mini, just because it's got uh, John Cleese painted on the side doing his crazy walk from... Uh, Monty Python. Yeah, this is the 60s Mini, not the new one. Yes, no, this is a really, really old one. So, And he's, he's super tiny, and I feel like he's kind of the underdog, maybe. Just a I, little bit. I'm surprised you're not going for the Datsuns or whatever over there with the Tartans all over. They basically have kilts on the cars. Yeah, they're my people, but really, they don't look like they have proper doors and or walls on the sides of their cars. I feel like they're going to take a hit and then just stop working. 
we have seen some real amazing machinery here. We've got a Peugeot, which means this is officially an awesome endurance race. Uh, we've got uh, Honda Preludes. We've got, uh, like I said, Mustangs. We've got some RX-7. Otherwise, this looks like a pretty good field. What do you think, Kelly? Is there like 20, 30, 40 cars? <laughs> Dude, I stopped doing math on the weekends. I have no idea. I'm going to say there's at least 30 cars here, and uh, all of them look like they're going to fall apart at any moment except those two Mustangs. So this could be quite an endurance race. You know what? I think, I think I'm choosing the, uh, the Alpha, actually. It's just it's the too se- sexy. The sexy Alpha. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to get ripped to shit. Yeah, they painted it really nice colors, and it's got sponsorship on it. Oh, also, there's a Jeep Cherokee in this race, uh, and a minivan, and a, a car full of pigeon poop. And everything here is crazy, and you'll have to check out the pictures on the page to see what we're talking about. We'll check in with you again. The race is about to start soon. All right, Kelly, uh, this race is looking like it's going to be quite the cracker. We've got a BMW that's completely covered in sticky notes. We've got a turbo diesel Mercedes from the 70s. Uh, This has everything except your Altima. What's the plans? Uh, The plans is to not get hit by a car when it comes flying over this barrier. (laughs) No, no, really. We need to get the Altima in here. Your car is basically $500 already. It's not even worth that, I don't think. It's worth maybe 200 bucks. So we should think about this for next year? Absolutely, yes. Well, what are the odds of it actually lasting more than an hour? Not, not very good. The second it took a hard hit to the front, I think it would all kinds of things would come loose. The electrical already has problems. So, um, I mean, yeah, we'd, we'd really have to give it a good tuning. Do you think your car could even handle one trip to Redline? <laughs> I've taken it there, but it's been a really long time. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> All right, we are poised at the proper place. We can see like three or four corners from our vantage point. They are lining up on the grid right now. I'm assuming they'll do a rolling start uh, just because most of these cars would break into pieces if they did a standing start. Uh, There is everything here. I just saw a a Honda Civic that has a circus theme to it. It's got like bars around the back with a fake tiger inside, and everybody in the pit crew is dressed like either a strongman or a, a circus entertainer or whatever. Here comes the Mercedes now. Oh, look at that turbo diesel. I like the sound. Seriously, Audi, Audi has a turbo diesel at Le Mans, so you know, this is turning into a proper endurance race. That minivan is surprisingly fast. It is. Uh, no, what I was going to say is we were staying it's by... a minivan that can haul more than groceries. There you go. We, have, uh, we were staying by a, a corner marshal, and we overheard the radio from the tech people that said, yeah, BMW number 35, uh, it looks like the door is open, but it's not. Just ignore that. <laughs> so, <laughs> So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little upset we can't like hang out over there because they're not really in a great spot. Yeah, and I wish they wouldn't, I, and they really wouldn't let us anywhere near the barriers. So I wish we could just like tap into the the radio network and record that for the podcast. That would be amazing, but yeah, I don't think it's happening. The cars are lining up on the grid after their formation lap, so we will check back in with you after the first fire, which should be any minute now. So they've officially started, and the smell is atrocious. It really is. Wow. Apparently, busted-ass cars smell worse than normal racing cars. <laughs> Not sure why that should be surprising, but, you know. All right, one of, the, one of the favorites now for me is a Miata that seemingly has a motorcycle engine inside of it. It sounds really confusing. You think a dirt bike is going by, and it's actually a Miata. What is the name of your team, sir? We are the Cheese Eating Surrender Monkeys. That is the most bizarre name I've heard all day. 
It's a French car. All right, so you just came back from uh, your first stint out there. How was it? Uh, it was pretty fun. The car was working kind of weird, so that's why we're a little bit early on this fuel stop here. It was kind of a, uh, a Peugeot repair stop, and uh, since we were here, we decided we'd fill it up with gas and change drivers, too. Peugeot problems. This is like real Le Mans now. Exactly. <laughs> Same country and everything. Are you bummed that there's not an Audi here for you guys to battle? There's no Audis here, huh? No. Yeah, well, I guess so. There's... You do have a turbo diesel in the Mercedes, so that's kind of like a stand-in, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they died before the uh, parade labs were even over, so, uh, you know, that's good. So what's the trickiest part of this track? Or are there any tricky parts? <laughs> well, um, which parts aren't tricky is kind of maybe a better question. It's a, it's a pretty technical track. It's really a lot of fun. How is it with the, the temperatures today? Are the tires getting kind of greasy? Or? Uh, they were, actually. Um, towards the end of my stint, they were getting a little bit slick. So if you were going to give me advice for next year, either about driving or car prep, what's the one thing that I need to know? Get your butt in a seat as soon as you can. Just like lap time or? Ah, get your ass in a lemons car. Just okay. do it. Just do it. That's, that's the motto of do just do it. All right. Thank you, sir, for this interview. Sure. So I'm here with Russell. What team do you represent? <laughs> uh, what is our team name? Canadian bacon. <laughs> are you actually Canadian, sir? Yes. <laughs> how, how Canadian are you? <laughs> Came from there. Right, so you, you are technically a foreign invader at this point. <laughs> All right, so you just got off the track as your first stint. How did it go? It went good. It went really good. Uh, there's definitely a, a bunch more stuff that we are, would do to the car next time. All right, give me an example. What should I know? Bigger rad would be nice. An actual good rad and some bigger brakes. And, yeah, I don't know. It's... You're basically just telling me you wish you had a better car. Better car. A little bit better car, maybe a little bit more tires. We should have brought along because we only brought four good ones, right? And should have brought a few more, but uh, we're going to try and make it last for the whole day. Just keep our nose clean and try and keep it on the track. That's all. So that corner up there that's kind of like the little mini corkscrew here, yeah. uh, is that fun? Is it scary? Is it exciting? Is it dangerous? Oh, it's really awesome. And, yeah, it's it's... It's not dangerous as long as you keep your nose out of everybody else. I've seen a lot of people try to dive bomb down the inside of that corner. Yeah, I did one. Past that was the you? Guy. Yeah, and that wasn't a smooth move. I, I could have been cleaner than that, but I didn't touch anybody, so it's all good. Do you have a favorite corner on this track? Uh, they're all good. They're all pretty good? They're all pretty good. I have no complaints on any of them. Do you think you'll be back next year? Um, we're not exactly sure just yet because I also stock our race too, right? So it's uh, pricey trying to do both. So we'll be back. All right, if you had one piece of advice for me or anybody else listening about what to do differently or what to do, what to expect, what advice would you give? What to expect? Yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect and you won't be able to explain it until you try it, really, to be honest with you. It's... You can think about how it's going to be all you want, but once you're out there, it's a total different ball game. It's pretty awesome. All right, thank you for your time, Russell. Right on. All right, Kel, we've been here for hours now. We've noticed that every car seems to have a theme. It's either painted to look like a, a tennis table, or there's, there's a donkey in the back of that car. It has crabs. There's, there, there's a car that has crabs. If we're going to enter a car, namely your Altima, what theme are we going to use? Okay, well, my car was named Tyler by a co-worker. Um, Ty Tyler Durden, actually. So Wait, isn't that the guy from Fight Club? Yep. So I think we'd have to go with Fight Club. So what does that mean? We just, like, splatter blood all over it and credit cards? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and soap. Lots of soap. Lots of soap. Uh, what else? Some Ikea furniture on the roof? Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
Exactly. And then yes. if anybody asks us about the car, we can't tell them. Number one rule. Yeah. <laughs> First two rules of Fight Club car, you do not talk about Fight Club car. <laughs> I think there might be some, some logic in this. We'll have to think it over some more and come back to, to this later, I think. You know, I might be a bad guy to ask, though, right? You seem like the perfect guy to ask. So what team are you with? Uh, I'm with the Snowspeeder Pilots Association. So that obviously has a Star Wars reference? Uh, it does. It does. It's it's MR2 is a perfect fit for the Snowspeeder. So. It's yeah. got the angular sides to it and all that. It looks very Star Wars. Yes, absolutely. All right. So I, you guys are automatically my favorite team because I had a 1987 gray MR2, silver, whatever you want to call it, for many years, put like 80,000 miles on it. I loved the car. I wish I would have kept it for something like this, but if I were to have kept it and I was going to prepare for this race, what advice could you have given me? The first piece of advice that I've learned is you got to figure out what kind of platform you want to take. Some people take a, I want a heavy car with a lot of horsepower, and some people take, I want a small car and I can, I can deal with less horsepower because it's more nimble. Um, and the second piece is make sure that all of your team is ready, prepared, and able for that type of driving. And that type of, you know, if you, if you got a guy that's a Camaro guy and he really loves Camaros, he's not going to be probably the best driver unless he's willing to learn and get on board. Right. So anyway, uh, yeah, and it, it really helps, like, you know, to make up, have a good makeup of your team. Like we've got one guy that's like he's a mechanic by nature. We've got one guy that's like a fabricator guy who's really good with that. We got one guy that's like a technical driver. And we got one guy that writes most of the sub $500 checks just because they're all under. Right. Anyway. No, I've always thought the MR2 would be a great car because it's easy on the tires, easy on the brakes, easy on the fuel consumption. I mean, I loved my car. It seemed like you could push it forever and never have anything fail. It seems like the great, you know, choice for a race like this, but you're the only one out here. Uh, you know, it's very nimble, and I really didn't quite understand. You know, I was ready to learn how the MR2 could be good. And frankly, I'm really impressed. I don't know why we don't see more of these cars. <laughs> a lot of the bigger cars, like the, the Mustangs and stuff, look like they're having a hard time. They're burning up the tires. It looks just awful out there for them. Well, you're, you're hearing them burn up the tires out of this corkscrew here, but a lot of that has to do with um, driving the car too hard. But one can make the argument that this particular race is really horsepower uh, weighted. Like if you have good horsepower, you're going to overcome a lot of the things you lose in the other corners. So that's why we initially thought that we would not do as well against the Mustangs and the, you know, the Camaros and things like that. But those are also really heavy cars. So the very technical corners back there, they're going to suffer a little bit. So I don't know. There's, you know, every track is different for different reasons, and, and there isn't a perfect answer for why a car will be the perfect car for lemons. A lot of it has to do with, well, crap. It's just the car I drove when I was a kid, and I, that's the why I like it. So do you guys think you'll be back next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so you might have another MR2 to fight against next year. We, we can do that. We can do that. We might even sell you some spare parts, but it's really expensive. Of course, of course. $99. All right, thank you for your time. Yeah, no problem. All right, I'm here with the head honcho. Sir, what is your name and title? Uh, I'm Judge Phil of the Lemon Supreme Court. All right, that's, that's quite a lofty title. What do you do here? Yeah, well, my job is to uh, kind of twofold. I enforce discipline during the race. So as a deterrent to bad driving, uh, when somebody does, say, four off or spin or hit somebody, bring them in here and uh, make a negative example out of them for everybody else which uh, keeps the race safe. And the other thing I do is I inspect the cars before the race to determine who has perhaps not paid close enough attention to the $500 limit. And uh, all that part of the judging job is highly subjective. Uh, and so the reason we, the Lemon Supreme Court accepts 
gratuities or bribes as we call them, is uh, we want people to understand that every racing series, you know, no matter how thick the rule book is, it all comes down to some guy's decision about the car. And so taking bribes makes it clear that it's it's a guy's decision about the car. So we kind of compress that whole thick rule book down to like a couple of pages and I just sort of look at the car and I know. So, so there's a rumor going around that the dirty Canadians paid you off with peach cobbler. Is that true? Uh, you mean the ones that we kicked out of the race? Yeah, that worked real well, didn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, they gave us peach cobbler, but then I forgot we had it. So I feel kind of bad now because somebody's wife made it and we didn't even remember we had the stuff. So yeah, that was the case. Do you need to deal with this person here? Uh, yeah, hold on. Four right. off, first offense. You need to go? No, Jay's got that. All right. So what is the, what's the most laps negative that anybody started with today? Uh, here, I think like 25, not too many. And that's just for gross overspending? Yeah, that's just for general aura of Cheetonium on the car. Cheetonium? Is, is, is that the, the material? that? That's what cheaty parts are built out of. You know, like, let's say, you know, you've, you claim to have gone to the swap meet and bought a full set of Bilsteins for, you know, f 15 bucks, which you can't do. Or you've gone to the junkyard and you found yourself, like, a nice header, something like that for your car. Or you could just drive an Alfa Romeo where you can get away with a lot more because we like Alfa Romeos. So. Plus, he's going to break down before today is done anyway. Actually, not necessarily. Milano's are among the more reliable Lemons cars. Um, those are actually far more reliable than Toyota Supra's. People don't realize that. So I know that we want everybody to be safe and to follow the rules and to generally be respectful, but I was kind of hoping to watch a lot more uh, penalties be enforced today. What's the worst thing you've done to somebody? Uh, we made a guy write a very lengthy uh, description on his car that I think went something like, Crazy Mike hauled this car all the way from freaking Sacto, not so that you could spin off the track and get the car put on the trailer. I made him write that 50 times. Although actually, on the car? Yeah, in Sharpie. I, I relented. We eventually let him do 20. Uh, we call that the Bart Simpson. But, you know, we're at the point now in this race where people are coming in for their first or second offenses, and we don't do a lot of lengthy time-consuming penalties yet. You know, the, the more, you know, artistic ones happen later in the, in the game. Yeah, so what, can you give me an example of what a really devilish one would be? Well, you know, we make you dress up like the village people and you dance to Macho Man. That's a good one. That one has a lot of homosexual connotations that... <laughs> Because racers are all about kind of proving their heterosexuality. You know, it's very important to racers, much more important than even regular dudes. And as a result, anything that sort of tweaks that, that special curiosity they all have about, you know, the same team they're on, you know. And so I, I kind of wonder what goes on in those trailers at night, you know, a little little man-on-man -man action, yeah, right? Oiled up pecs, you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, when we do the Macho Man penalty, it kind of gives those guys a a titillatingly uncomfortable reminder of their own homosexual urges. And as a result, they are likely to not drive as badly because they're afraid of that. They're afraid of their own inner gayness. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we, we have some entertaining penalties. You know, sometimes we just think something up on the spur of the moment. All right, Judge Phil, we need your, your official ruling on this since you are the, you know, grand poobah of this all. Are dog nachos nachos you give to dogs or nachos that are made from dogs? I would say it's the former, just because you know dogs would like nachos. And uh, actually, I was in Taiwan recently, and they had a they had this restaurant called uh, Doggy and Yummy, and uh, where you can bring your dog, and they have like dog dinners and human dinners. And it's, I'm sure they would have nachos if they thought of it. So I think it's 
But the other thing is, are you aware that there is a theory going around that if you feed a cat nothing but some kind of edge case seafood like calamari for like a week, and then you smoke the cat's shit, it'll get you higher than you've ever been in your life. That's a theory that's going around. I need somebody to put that to the test. I think that should be a, a third strike penalty today. Now, see, but the cat, ha- <laughs> the cat has to eat the stuff willingly. You can't force feed. The cat has to be happy eating this food that most cats don't like. Most cats don't like shellfish and stuff. And then if you smoke that shit resulting from that diet, do you get high? All right, we will almost surely be competitors next year. What one piece of advice could you give us to either stay out of the penalty box or have a good time? It's all about car selection. So I would say get yourself something that we approve of uh, in, in the car field. Like, like that Cadillac would be perfect. You know, those guys don't show up in the penalty box very often. And that's because just driving a Cadillac is so great that they enjoy that. So compete for Class C, which is the slower class, and you'll find you're not pushing the car as hard. So that's what you do. You choose the right car. Go on the forums and just say, what kind of car would make Judge Phil happy? And I will tell you. They will tell you. Uh, anything made by British Leyland is good. Anything, anything, any luxury car from Detroit, always a good choice. Um, any weird K-car derivatives, like Chrysler K-car derivatives, excellent choice. Um, we've been really waiting a long time to see a Mazda 929, which we've never wow. seen. Yeah. Uh, Datsun 810 would be good. Uh, early Honda Civic, no one's ever run one of those. Like a, like a mid-70s, that would be an excellent choice. So get the right car, you'll find you hardly ever come to the penalty box, unless you're like the VW team that's been here three times already, four times actually. So, because they're just, that's a bunch of arriving drives they found at the blood bank, I think. So. All right, thank you for your time. Right, you're welcome. So that's pretty much what we've got going on. Right I think there. you better talk to him. No, 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 we, we need a comment. So, so, Russell, I heard that you guys are no longer racing. Is that true? That is true. Did yeah. you have any involvement in that? Uh, it was a car error, but we just had a bit of a fuel. <laughs> Mechanical malfunction. All right, anybody want to give me the true story? What happened? We spilled fuel we spit- twice. Twice? <laughs> just for spilling fuel. Yeah, yeah. Spilled fuel that's twice. it. A liter? A no, gallon? Like, what are we talking about? Just a little spray out of the fuel. Just a spray out of the tank or out on of the, the overflow on the track, and that's all it takes to get you kicked out. Man, I'm going to make a note of that for next year. Oh, yeah. So just so we. Yeah. Bitter <laughs> disappointment? Is that the overall feeling here? Uh, I guess it's time to drink. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's the solution to the ale. Our sponsor was Keystone Pipeline. Keystone? <laughs> in, in, yeah, Keystone Pipeline. So we felt that in staying in the spirit of Keystone, that Spilling a little bit of petrol was no big deal, but apparently the people who run this race, they yeah. don't think that... I'll, I'll let you in a little secret. Americans don't like Canadians coming in and messing up <laughs> our, our environment. Oh, yeah, oh, so oh, I think there's some cultural... All those companies are American companies. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about... like spilling fuel. Yeah. You just like it in our country. Exactly. <laughs> you nailed it, sir. We own the fuel, but it's American companies that are actually transporting. Yes, yes. So I'm really sorry for your loss. I, I, I actually do feel bad. I mean, you guys had a good-looking car, and... Uh, I can't imagine what you guys must be feeling right now. So. We're feeling buzzed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit dizzy, actually. Yeah. yeah. Give it a day or two, and you're like, man. Is my shirt appropriate? <laughs> you, should you should write on there. Write spill on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Good luck. All right, well, Kelly gawks at the 19-year-old in the food booth. I'd like to close out this podcast. What? How old is she? We've decided. I've decided. You said she was 19. I Well, I've decided she's 25. She just looks very young for her age. 
I'm thinking she's just a well-developed 19-year-old. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this. Kelly and I obviously are thinking about making a team, but we need a team name. What What have you been thinking about, Kel? Well, I was thinking, I mean, we're, we've been discussing, like, you know, Fight Club design for the car because my car's name is Tyler. I think I already talked about that. Yes. Yes. Um, but, you know, just team names, it doesn't have to have anything to do with the with the style or the or the, the theme, right? So we could do something like fling poo racing or that's already taken. There's already ta- that's already taken. But something to that extent, you know, something crazy. And I actually did forget to think about this on the way over because I was staring at cute, you know, potential 19 year old. So uh, do you think we'd get away with having like an anti-Canadian name? <laughs> Only if you want to get in a fist fight with them. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> they were cool though. They were drunk. They're yeah, the cool drunks. <laughs> it's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so I think we need to uh, we need to get some more people together and think about the finances for this before we get too involved. But basically, you're on board for next year. If we do it, yes, I'd love to do this. How committed are you to letting us use the Ultima? Pretty committed. I mean, if I can if I can find alternate means of transportation uh, within my budget, then yes. Because then we could just subtract the cost of the Ultima from your entry fee. And then, you know, just be a wash for everybody. Basically, yeah. yeah. Do you really think it would be able to survive 14 hours of this? Ah, uh, wow. It has a rough time driving to Seattle sometimes. So maybe not. But so I, maybe not. Maybe not. But, I mean, we, we, you know, if we get a good mechanic work on it for a while, might be able to spruce it up a bit, get it back into shape. You know? I think the real challenge, like, like Judge Phil said, is, is picking a good car. I mean, I think... The, the competitive person inside of me kind of wants to get something like the MR2 or a Miata, but I know that that's just going to cause us to get in trouble. I think maybe getting something stupid and fun like a hearse might be worth looking into. <laughs> that would be awesome. Because then, I mean, we could go crazy with that theme. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, zombies all over yeah, it. The, we could have a really nice theme car, and it would be like a fan favorite, but we wouldn't win anything. Yeah. You know, honestly, I don't think I'd be worried about winning this race. To be Eventually, do you think, like, partway through, would you? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe if we were to do this, you know, year after year, if, if that was a thing that we decided to do, um, I might be more interested in the competition end of things. But I think I would just really enjoy coming and, and racing uh, no matter what place I came in. It's like, I mean, you know, I'd like not to come in last. But <laughs> if we're going to use the Altima, it's it's a possibility. So I think I think the best takeaway from today is that everybody here is awesome. All the competitors, even the Canadians. The 19-year-olds. The 19-year-olds are, are, are cute, whatever. But <laughs> the, the real takeaway is that everybody has been super pleasant, super cordial. Even Judge Phil, who is the, you know, the wrath of everybody, uh, it was super fun to talk to. And I, I would imagine that we would have a ton of fun next year. Uh, no matter what we came with. So until then, we will keep you updated. Uh, If we do end up putting a team together, just check the podcast and we'll uh, let you know what we go with. All right, bye.